bedlam, broken, burnt up. New York speak, new speak, true speak, universe dirt, burnt to loosely. Hey, uh, Red River Podcast. Here we are again. Uh, yo, this uh, this list was pretty fucking hard to make. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, I I don't know. Maybe I thought '90s was going to be a little bit harder. Uh, this was pretty hard. Um, so we're we're gonna do our favorite beats of hip hop beats of 2000 to 2009. Um, you know, I like to ask everyone as usual, because I, I, I had my own formula as to how to come up with stuff. So, uh, Joe, welcome back. Just <clears throat> give, me, give me a rundown of how, how you made this list. Well, glad to be back. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, yeah. Red, River, Red River crew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think either offline or, or maybe during the 90s discussion, we had the formula discussion. You know, formula talk about no lyrics, right? You just hear the beat still to this day, and you can rock with it, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of kept that in bringing it to Y2K, um, and it just coming down, coming up with this list makes me realize how much I stopped listening to radio, hip hop radio after my kid was born in 2005. <laughs> I was listening, you know, after that, as you, you're listening to, as parents would know, you listen to Radio Disney and stuff like that a lot more than you'd be Hot 97 or Power 105. So <laughs> my list is uh, early to mid-2000s heavy, um, but I did go back and research like, oh, yeah, I did like that song from 2009 or 2006, you know? Yeah. So, um, but really just the core was like previous, the 90s show is about the beat elements like little elements that the producer would put in there that would make you like really like turn your head like oh man that's cool even to this day so i'll have stuff like that little tidbits like we all probably will um that was kind of like i stuck i stayed true to the formula cool uh josh welcome back man uh Thanks, you know man i know that uh you know you you i heard you just recorded a double album is there any truth to that <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, so I sure. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't sure. So yeah, I, but uh, I definitely need you on that remix of, of that song I sent. So, um, but uh, so listen, uh, how did you break down this list uh, and uh, come up with it? Because you know, it, I went a little different on mine, so I'll get into it when I get up to me. So just curious. Um. So uh, same thing as Joe said. I tried to really focus on the beat and not the song. Because there are so many good songs, but if you take the lyrics away and think about the beat on its own, does it hold up? So that was kind of the first thing. That was like my first criteria. The other criteria was to um, really focus on beats that like blew my mind. Like forget about the song, like I said, like just, you know, it was hard. I, it's obviously hard to not consider what still holds up now X amount of years later, that's kind of the um, the issue that kind of like messes up maybe how you would have felt back then. But again, like I really tried to focus on like this beat like blew my head off, cool. you know, and, and still like even when I look back on it in retrospect, it's like there was nothing like like there was never anything like this. Like this beat is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot, so that's lot. That, there was a lot of creativity uh, coming out of like that, uh, the 90s sound, 
you know, uh, they got away a lot from like the sampling and stuff like that, which I listen to this day. Of course, I'll I'll always go for sampling. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, curious to see, because I know this is a, a different a different time in hip hop, you know, like everything kind of like changed, you know, like radio did kind of like have its moment. But uh, Lang and just with you real quick, how did you put this together? Um, similar to you guys, you know, the the beat mainly without the lyrics, taking that out, um, the track. You know, one fun thing about doing these two is you really, because, you know, all the songs we've done since the 80s, 90s, whatever, I just listen to them and enjoy them, whatever. But, like, piecing them together in, like, a time period where you hear these movements of styles and, like, the era of Primo and the era of, as we're going to get into, Pharrell, probably i'm sure a lot you know and certain guys and how these ebbs and flows you know creatively but piecing them together as far as decades has been like a fun process you know yeah absolutely um so i had a lot of songs man just like i'm sure all you guys did because <laughs> I, I i really wanted to stay true to the what i was like the 2000s for me was very big into the indie hip-hop scene I was going to a lot of Def Jux stuff, a lot of like, you know, Rhyme Sayer stuff, a lot of shows at like SOBs, uh, Jedi Mind Tricks, nonfiction, that type stuff. So I, I wanted to really showcase that stuff as well. So uh, there's stuff that I, I I discovered later on that that I really like, but I kind of wanted to keep that mind frame as to like... Um, you know uh, a, a a time like you know like what like if you would have asked me like right at like 2009 what i would have thought I, I tried to stay true to that so um cool man so i know we all have a bunch of honorables i know i do too so uh joe just give me some honorables before we get into our 10 oh okay did we just to wonder about last format did we do honorable mentions up front and then 10 through one yeah that's I think how we, we did all our okay. 10 right and then we yeah, we we you round know, table. Yeah, we did the round. Yeah. Okay. Um. So just to preface this, and I'm sure you guys feel the same. It this was very difficult. And again, apologies to the songs that did not make this list. <laughs> they're listening. Uh, they're listening. You know, you know. they if have you, to if, know. If, if you don't get a text back, don't be surprised. But yeah. um. But yeah. So so I I have ten honorable mentions. And honestly, and I may, maybe you guys feel the same way. Like these could easily have been in the top ten, and not oh, just honorable mentions. Absolutely, you know? yeah, my list for sure, yeah. But the attempt to just like rank them, you know, on the outside and then the top ten, that was a chore in itself. So, like Lang had said, this is fun um, to to even just go through a process like this in your mind, your file cabinets in your head, you know. But uh, I'm just going to go really in no particular order for the honorable mentions because they're all worthy. Um, so number one, I'll go one to ten. Um, starts off with 2001, You Can't Deny It by Fabulous and Nate Dogg. Our producer, Rick Rock, you know, uh, E-40 producer who kind of got his break with Jay-Z in the like 2000, 2001 uh, range with like, Change the Game. But that was what a what a heck of a intro for Fabulous, right? He's that was a banger on hot 97. Like it was always yeah. on, you know, before you we were like, who's this guy? And then by the end of the summer, you're like, Oh my God, this song is. That dude know. had a moment that time period. Yeah. He, he, he had, he had a moment. Everywhere. And when you really listen to fab, who was a, a pop, like, you know, he was a popular guy. 
mm. bar bars. Like when you really like there was a moment in time where I'm like, ah, I'd rather listen to like, you know, ASAP rock. You know what I mean? Something like whatever my frame of mind was back then. But when you listen to Fab, you're like, oh yeah, this guy's got bars. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, 2002, I'm going to be all right. Remix by JLo, Jennifer Lopez featuring Nas. Uh, producers, track masters. And, um, you know, for everyone who's like, oh, JLo, she's not hip hop. She's she's literally a girl <laughs> from the block. She's from the Bronx. She did this remix album, J to the Low, which features she's a like, fly girl. I mean, yeah, she's a fly girl. Yeah, yeah. But like at the heart of it, she's Bronx. You know, she's she she did a record with with Nas on as guest, Ja Rule, Fat Joe, Diddy, you know. Um, and so this I'm going to be all right is a total remix by the Trackmasters. Um, and it lifts Looney's I Got Five on it. So that was automatically like, I'll, I'll listen to this every time it comes on, um, even though it's J-Lo. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know, we reference I Got Five on it all day long. You just did For it playing recently. Whatever. I can't stop. I can't we'll stop. stop to this day. You're like, yo, I, I got five on it. Uh, number three. Uh, All Y'all by Timbaland and Magoo featuring Tweet. Um, for those who might remember Tweet, she had a couple of really good songs in the early 2000s, but they were all at Virginia, Southern, uh, you know, Virginia Beach uh, crew. Uh, producer is Timbaland, also artist in the song. Anyone who knows that song might have heard the, the, the sample, which is like Asian or Mediterranean, but it's really an Irish song. Uh, by this band called Solace, Made on the Shore. If anyone wants to YouTube it or go to Who Sampled, it is literally so catchy and it's the exact, he just lifted it and put it on the beat. Uh, number four, Staying in Virginia or Staying Down South, Ugly by Bubba Sparks. Again, Timbaland is producer. That's a good one. Um, it's kind of a cheat code because Timbaland switches into the Missy Get Your Freak On beat at the end. Uh, you know, copywritten, so don't copy me. So it's kind of like I... I piggyback that beat because it's got that in the um, in the ugly Bubba Sparks beat. Uh, number five, I'm I'm staying down south for a little bit. Uh, Sick of being lonely by Field Mob. Wow. Our producer Jazzy Faye. Yeah, I know I, Josh has got that southern. You know, he's got the southern knowledge from that area. So, barely. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was a hot 97. You know, being from up here, hot 97 was. You know, if you heard it on there or Power 105, it's like, it's it's probably nationally known or getting to be known. Um, so this is like a little dirty south, very melodic, and um, you know, it was a little different from what was going on at the time up here. Um, and to this day, I could still like mess with the, you know, the the beat. It's just so laid back. Uh, number six, "Forever" by Drake, Kanye West, whose name's inevitably gonna have to come up, <laughs> unavoidable. Yeah, sure. uh, little Wayne and Eminem. It's from uh, LeBron James documentary <clears throat> "More Than a Game," two thousand nine. Our producer is Boy Wanda, um, and that. Now, what I think I think it was Langan who said that earlier. The the sounds, the the the, the travels of like the hip hop um, from like this is late in the decade compared to like early in the decade. This is markedly different from you know stuff that you heard in like the two thousands, two thousand one, two thousand two. Um, but I think everyone knows it by now. You know whether you were forced to listen to it on the radio or you went and sought it out. But it's kind of that late in the decade futuristic feel. Um, and one of the Drake songs that I really do still rock with today. Uh, Seven, Addictive by Truth Hurts, featuring a guest first by Rakim. Mm, that's a good one. Produced by Dr. Dre, uh, Belly Dancing Beat, um, Killer Verse by Rakim. But if we're not taking that out, you could just mess with the, the beat. You know, you could go to like a Pilates class or, you, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, 
belly dancing class and right in, you know, and it was also very different from what was going on at the time. And that's from 2002. Um, Number eight, the way I am by Eminem produced by Dr. Dre. Um, I, I could have switched this interchangeably with cleaning out my closet because I thought musically they're just so like, so like earwormy. Um, But I went with this one because the piano riff and the bass line um, is just so catchy throughout. And then the church bells and a distorted guitar string join the bass line for that angry, ominous feel, which kind of sends you back to like 2000 Eminem, you know, before he was, you know, who he is now or who he became. Number nine. Uh, and, tri- and I'll cut you off. An, a notorious, terrible beat picker. Oh, one of the worst. <laughs> oh, Eminem, yes. Yeah. Ever. He should have stayed with Dre for as long as he could. Uh, number nine is Try Again by Aaliyah. Back to Timbaland. Uh, Romeo Must Die soundtrack starring Aaliyah Jetly. Uh, it's an homage to Eric B. and Rakim's um, I Know You Got Soul because the line that goes throughout is like it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. So I like that's when I mentioned about the little things that they drop in, other yeah. than the music and the Love beats. That. Like pop culturally, somebody who was a little older and remembers paid in full would be like, hey, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, they threw in that little tidbit. You, you to- know, you know who else threw some shit in there last year? <laughs> when I threw that that Eric B and Rakim lyric in one of our songs last year. Oh, yeah. So it, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and People I who get it. And then if I he... named the and then I named the song "Paid in Full" like a complete dickhead. <laughs> but that's for people who didn't know. But if you know, you know, right? So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. every we cover everybody. Um, and then number ten is our rap superstar Cypress Hill. Our producer DJ Muggs. It's got that cello beat. That's like if a cello could be heavy, this is it, right? This is the one. And um, little things that they drop in like spoken word by Noriega and, and Eminem. You know, is also cool because you listen to the beat. You know, Be Real is not rapping, but you're still listening to like stuff that's going on in the song. Um, and then you know, the other thing is the B side. They made Rock Superstar, which anyone who knows the new metal or the everyone was trying to mi- mix everything. New metal and rock stations were playing that like like it was going out of style. Oh, absolutely, that was you know huge for them. Huge. But it was the same track. They just put like guitar, like bar chords, and like they made like a mosh part out of. The- out of the chorus. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool by Muggs to do that. So there's my my top 10. Apologies to the ones who did not make this list, but <laughs> impressive. They're all yeah. winners. Put in work. They're Respect. all winners. Josh, give me yes, your sir. give me 10 honorables or whatever you got listed. Yeah. Okay. So first I want to say you picked the right person to start this because that was a hell of a list. I absolutely do not have any of those on any of my list. Oh, that's either. good though. Yeah. No duplicates. So that's that's amazing. I also was sitting here um, thinking about how interesting it is because all of us, you know, all of this stuff, when you're looking back on music, you're, you're really focusing on, firstly, it's like the emotion that you had when that song was out. You know what I mean? So all of us obviously led different lives. So I started to think about the psychology that went into it. And I was thinking about what Sam said about how he went deep into like the Death jokes and all that other stuff. And he and I always joke about this. Rapidy, rapidy. Um, right, right. So for me, um, number one, um, I moved to New York in December of 02. So from 02 until the present, it's been, you know, hip hop. I mean, it's been a uh, New York radio. So that's number one. More importantly, I was still actively making hip hop music until 2007. 
And at that point, because I'd moved to New York, it was really crunch time for me. So the psychology of it and kind of the the thing that ruined it for me was trying to, for me, balance like where I fit in the space. So it was like I was, I was a rapper's rapper, but I tried everything that I could not to be grouped with like the underground people because in my mind it was too limiting and I wanted to be bigger than that. So I was always trying to like find that right balance of like lyrics and songwriting, but like just commercial enough to where it's like, you're, you know, you're trying to bring them into your world, but you're not going too crazy and being like, you know, tech nine or somebody like totally off the wall, which I, I will say that in retrospect, I think that just doing what you do and having everybody come to you is the better way. Like that's my 45, almost 46 year old mindset, you know, um, because then you have your core fans and then you could just like tour forever and do what you do. And, you know, listen, everyone has their path. I'm not saying I made a mistake, but I'm saying I made a mistake. And I say all this just to say that, again, my head was very much in the the realm of like, what are the good lyrics? But also like this has to sound good because that was always my problem with the the death juxes and the and the you know the atmospheres and like all this other stuff is just like I listen to it and I go, <laughs> you don't even want people to like this. Yeah, you just want like, <laughs> all right, somebody put on a beat and I'm gonna do some raps. It's like that's not that's not what you're doing. It's like saying I'm a <laughs> chef and then it's like, oh, what do you make? It's like you know I pour some water in a pot and then I like put it outside. And then I put a piece of bread in it. It's like, you didn't just cook something. You just did the thing. So like, that's, that's always my frustration here. You know, that's the core of it for me. It's like, I listen to stuff like that and I go, you're not good at that. That's not a good thing. Like it's for you to express yourself, but people have to listen to it. Like you don't just get to do whatever you want. You know what I mean? All right. Thanks. LP is never coming on the show now. I don't yeah, care, man. I don't know. Anyway, but I just wanted to kind of like get into the psychology because I think that anybody that listens to it is going and listens to this podcast is going to hear all of our lists and go, that's weird. I never would have picked that song. Yeah. So I just felt like I wanted to like preface all this with like where I was in this mindset. Okay. Um, level anyway. setting is level setting. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that I, I that's a that's a long, long road to get from A to B. Um, I will say that some of these were in my top 10 and then I just kept thinking of more things that I liked more up until literally 15 this afternoon and we plan to record this at 1230. Um, anyhow, so we got um, A Millie by Lil Wayne produced by Bangladesh. I'm not even a Lil Wayne fan, I want to be that, honest with you. That's that's a good song. That's a good one. That's a good that beat. beat is unbelievable. And it, it's so simple. Another side note, because I'm just this nerdy about hip hop. I was also thinking about how there was so much intentional commercialism in this era, because this is when rap like really started to be pop music, that a lot of what I wound up picking really simplified. I mean, like it's very simple kind of grassroots hip hop, but like a new millennial, millennium, millennial, millennial. Millennial. A new millennial. One's a Mazda and one's the real word. Uh, that's a millennia. But anyway, um, 
anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. So A. Millie uh, produced by Bangladesh. Um, Jay-Z Takeover produced by, uh, you know, that guy. Um, Crazy. Young Jeezy produced by Don Cannon. Um, Annie Up. Game, Hate It or Love It produced by, it said Cool and Dre and Dr. Dre, which means Cool and Dre and let me get some of those credits and you'll get to be on this album of mine. That's a good um, one. Uh, in the club, 50 Cent. It, it's so commercial and like none of us ever want to hear it again, but like you just can't deny how amazing that beat was when it just came out. Um, mm-hmm. Talib, Just to Get By, produced good. by uh, that schmuck. Um, Jay-Z PSA, produced by Just Blaze. Um, Jay-Z Rock Boys produced by the Hitmen um, and Puffy as if um, and then I have a slash 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 which is can't tell me nothing flashing lights heard him say we major all by you know Kanye and I just figured if if I'm gonna kind of shit on anybody by not acknowledging one body of work it's one one work of art it's gonna be that guy but uh, you know to leave him off of this list would be ridiculous yeah i mean we're we're all in agreement that he is completely he's either really dumb or really mentally ill uh no he's mentally ill he's always been mentally ill i i will tell you that um um it's fine i can blow him up it's fine but um little brother um has a song with kanye uh, and it's from 2002 kanye was being promoted um at that time nobody knew who he was it was like backpack pink polo kanye and he came down to a music conference in durham north carolina where i'm from and wound up doing a song with little brother that um ninth wonder produced it fonte and poor on it as well as consequence it's a great song it's called i see now um most people don't really know it it's on a little brother mixtape called chitlin circuit anyway um they told me then that he was like a psychopath <laughs> yeah okay like they've started like i heard um from little brother on a podcast recently and he kind of started telling some stories about like them going to a strip club and like uh kanye like kept running across the street to like the atm machine like over and over and over and over and over you know what i mean like he was like really excited to be at the strip club but um yeah i mean they told me like he was like a very unlikable psychopath in o2 when no one knew who he was and thought that his name on the credits was Kane West, you know, like <laughs> from back then he's, I mean, he's mentally ill and then his mom died and he got more mentally ill. I'm not a psychiatrist, but you know, yeah. anyway, he but just goes to show you, it just goes to show you the travels of a, of a decade. Yeah. yeah. How oh, you can yeah. see somebody one way in 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then fast forward to today. And it's like, what happened to that guy? Like, I, just yeah. like mental illness, narcissism, just never being yeah. checked. Oh, uh, for sure. Ha- having endless amounts of like, you know, money, uh, yeah. people around you that are like, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't think yeah. anyone. I was ever, just going to say that. Oh, my I, God. I say that all the time. It's like you take a person that's that arrogant when they have nothing <laughs> and then give them like a billion dollars yeah. and put a whole bunch of people around them going. It's amazing. No, totally. That's amazing. I mean, this guy is going, he's going to space. Like he, you know, he's like totally out of here. 
Listen, the, um, the only when the you only... constantly refer to yourself as a genius, you know, and no one checks that. Goes, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. it's it's going to blow up bad. I, I will say he's about a year away from doing one of these lists with us. He might be on the uh, <laughs> he might be on the 2010 to 2019. And he'll pick his yeah. own. He'll pick his own songs. All of them. <laughs> him yeah. and, we'll have him and Dylan on Langan. Um, <laughs> let's do honorables. Yeah, so um, yeah, this this list, my my ten, I was pretty sure about, and it was just a matter of which I wanted to throw on here in honorables that I that I was jumping back and forth because I was I was DJing for a living when like this era, that's all I did. So it's like equi one foot in what I would listen to in my car, and also what I would play in the club, and then those couple of songs that I could play because I'd be playing in the Hamptons, so a bunch of Guidos and mainly, and and then a back. <laughs> A back line of uh like my friends that what they allowed in you know the timberlands <laughs> or something despite the shoe code or whatever just because they were with me but um that's kind of where i was coming from on this some more complex than others but whatever they hit um and these are in no particular order i got uh the beastie boys check it out from 2004 um simple beat not rocket science but i love i love the up-tempo Beastie Boys rapping over this with just that it's a it's a horn sample from Peggy Lee's cover of Sitting on the Dock at a Bay that just keeps coming in and it kind of has that old school feel to it. Just that horn lift. It's just fantastic. And the Beastie Boys just digging the crates better than anybody. So uh I got that. I got from Cameron, the greatest hip MC of all time. Was he the greatest MC of all time? Number two, what was he? <laughs> I can't I don't remember. It was Josh. Yeah, I was right. a, not a big uh, Cameron listener, but like this again, going by just the music, there was a track uh, Diplo did, Want to Be a Hustler. It's not on streaming on fucking Spotify or anything like that. The reason I love it is they took, do you remember the movie uh, Bugsy Malone? Yeah, I okay, do. They took that song at the end. <laughs> the cre- That's crazy, yeah. Not the very end. So you want to be a hustler, not yeah. gangster. And the kids singing it, but it's got this piano loop and it was so obscure. And I love that movie. I watched that movie 8 million times because it was on, we had it on VHS. And you know, when you have a copy in your house, you'd be watching it like a million times. So Absolutely. when I heard somebody lift, lift something from that movie, I was like, yeah. oh my God. That, that, that's, my how, that's how we all memorize those, those movies, you know, because yeah. that's all you had. You had like one VHS tape. It's like. Guess I'm gonna watch you know Transformers the movie again, but Bugsy, totally. Bugsy, Bugsy, <laughs> totally. So Bugsy Malone was one of those movies in particular. I wonder if it if it probably came after like Annie. You know, they were like, oh, you there, know, what there was some it. good songs. Like actually, I think um, who's that little short ugly motherfucker that wrote every song and every Paul Williams? I think he wrote the music to it. <laughs> um, but anyway, to to lift that thing, and it wasn't one of his bigger hits, but I love it. It's on oh. YouTube if anybody's interested to listen Paul, to it. Paul Williams, um, shout out. Yeah, Paul yeah. Williams. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to come up, but it did. <laughs> um, I got uh, not a complex beat, but Rick Rubin doing what he does in an old school way, 99 Problems from Jay-Z, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. 2003, using that Billy Squire beat, you know, shout out to Billy Squire. Uh and the guitar riff, that's just that open chord is from Leslie West, the mountain, and just putting that together with, you know, Rick was crazy for that one. Well, as, in 2004, that was 2004, and and it took you back to 1986 Def Jam all over again. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're yeah, 17 he, listening to that, you're like, what is this? 
But if you're like 27 or 37, you're like, oh man, that's and, that's awesome. Rick and is, I'll, you know, I'll never forget Kid Rock doing that live with him somewhere. I forget, like maybe it was like oh, MTV. Oh, I really didn't need to know that. Oh, <laughs> it, a lot. it happened. He played the cop yeah. in the song too. It was great. I mean, it also at the same time it makes perfect sense. But uh, <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to stay with Jay Z. I got Girls, 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 2001. Um, uh, just it's from the from the Blueprint, made by uh, Just Blaze, to put Q-Tip, Biz, and Slick Rick. Not. I know we're going by beats, but just to add them for the choruses, those some of three of the one of the best unique voices in hip hop history. Um, it's just got such a smooth, fun, playful thing, you know, to it, and it coincides with the lyrics perfectly. Um, what else we got here? I got De La Soul, much more from uh, the Grind Date Jay Dilla track. Um, that great, great I, stuff I, on there. So much good stuff, and and that's that track really slipped by me until i think i seen them performing on uh on Chappelle's show they were on a tour bus oh yeah me there singing the hook and and i was like god damn when hearing them because it's a very it's not a straight like four on the floor it's got like a little different different beat to it and stuff and seeing them perform it live um that was one of my favorite Chappelle show music moments besides the beastie boys doing the new style that's my other favorite one but anyway i digress uh, I got Blackalicious, Make You Feel That Way, 2002. Uh, done by Chief Excel. Yeah, kind of a wholesome record, a real throwback. Uh, again, fitting with the lyrics, he's talking about Christmas Day and his new bicycle, and it's reminiscent about your first tape. And it's got a real whimsical, like laid back, nostalgic feel to it that's, that works. Um, I got Buck 50, Ghostface. Uh, which liberally samples Hard Times by Baby Yui. That original track actually was in, used in the intro to Fear City as well on Netflix. I don't know. That's yep. the first time I heard the original. of, And I was like, oh, shit. That's, yeah. I love when I hear like an You're original right. version of something yeah, and my great. mind's blown. Like, oh, shit, I got to know who did yeah. that and write <laughs> it down. And um, love that. That's 2000 Supreme Clientele just making the cut in there. Uh, I got Eric Sermon music. Hell yeah. Um, That's a good one. You totally smooth, ultra smooth. Marvin Gaye used perfectly, like 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 it was done so perfectly you would have thought like Marvin and Eric were in the studio together. Like it it just it flows, you know. Um did I get all mine? I think that oh in common, uh the sixth sense. Yeah. Uh done by DJ Premier, like Water for Chocolate album. Um Beautiful sample of the intruders. The song's called Memories Are Here to Stay. And Premiere cutting a mob hook, a mob deep hook, is just is the chorus that I want on every track. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, it always works. It's a perfect formula. Um, yeah, and that's it. And the only other one that, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I got one I want to shout out because Joe's list was so impressive and he was mixing in some like R&B singers, not a hip hop artist, but Gwen Stefani, Hollaback Girl. I forgot to even think about that, but I loved using how Pharrell used that marching band on that track. I just got to shout that out. And my last one is Nori, Nothing, 2002. Oh. Uh, done right. by the Neptunes. Um, got that Arabian feel to it. Uh, great hook. I love this song because when I was spinning, this song was like perfect for like 
11 o'clock, like 10 to 11, you were just playing whatever, setting the table, 11 o'clock, people are ready for like a dance floor and club. It's got like something for girls that they like, but it's kind of thuggish too for the, for the dudes. It was just, it's the kind of song you want to walk into a club and it was on in the background. It was like that kind of song. And I just want to shout out the, uh, the guy in the video who says Tatalicious. Anyone know that? Tatalicious. Tatalicious. Yeah. I forgot about that shit. <laughs> but Nori's a perfect example of, of these lists for me because Nori, there's a couple of my favorite hip hop songs of all time happen to be Nori songs, but it has nothing to do with, him. with the fact that Nori was on it. It was just the, the beats were so good, you know? Like banned from like, television. Like you're like, damn. Yeah. Like that that, that shit kills. Uh, I forgot Nori songs. That's crazy. Super Thug, right? Super um, Thug's another one. It has nothing to do with and that one he did with uh it was on my nineties list, uh Invincible with uh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Noriega. Yeah. You know, it just happens. He's like, like this, he's like Forrest Gump. He just happens to be there. Like on his, I just remember above on quick on Nori that um this is late nineties, so it would have been on it wouldn't have been on this list, but Super Thug he starts out, or the intro is like he's looking for Manuel Noriega in the Philippines, <laughs> and so all my friends <laughs> who are Filipino, they were like, "Yo, he, you know, it's like almost like the Foxy Brown half Filipino thing. Like, is she? Is he? Is he down with the culture?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's just no. Take it no. easy. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah." Yeah, easy. <laughs> Nori like likes to repeat himself a lot too, like on all his tracks. He likes yeah. to say the same line like multiple times in a row. It's it's bizarre. But talk I mean, listen, Pharrell found had a sound for that guy and it clicked. It worked. It, yeah. That's he's the reason yeah. that guy had Cla- something, you know. Cla- claiming for the culture is funny because yesterday we went to go see my friend's band. Shout out to the ice cold killers. And I told Karen she was talking about the drummer, and I was like, he's Colombian, you oh. know. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> yeah, Joe Gar says, yeah, yeah, good guy, yeah. So I, I'm always like, he's Colombian, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to claim people sometimes for the exactly, culture, so. yeah. Uh, and she's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, all right, so my honorables, real quick, um, some rapidy rap here for for Josh and some <laughs> other normal stuff. Um, Cage, Ballad of Worms. So this was something that was released on an Eastern Conference compilation. What makes this super unique is that um, the production was lifted. Um, it's basically a built to spill song. And the hook is, you know, I can't, I can't get that sound you make out of my head. Um, it's very good. It's called Ballad of Worms. Um, I'm going to make a playlist of all this stuff because as I'm looking at these songs, it's a fucking pretty killer playlist, if I may say so. Uh, Aesop Rock put out an EP. Um, the song Getaway Car is on there. It's just boombastic drums. I'm pretty sure LP probably did it. Uh, Atmosphere. I went to this uh, record release for them in 2002 at the Knitting Factory in New York for God Loves Ugly. Uh, I'm a sucker for a hip hop beat that has like a minor key piano playing any like minor key that just like has that beat behind it. And uh, that's one of them. So I know Josh loves atmosphere. So shout out to them. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is probably on somebody's list. But Nas made you look was very big for me. Anytime you anytime you go somewhere um, at a party, a bar, a club, and then that fucking uh, made you look beat dropped. It was it was it was a good time. Um, LP, that was the first track of Nas that like I gave a fuck about in a long time. In a long when time they, yeah. when they dropped that, yeah. Um, 
LP, you know, now from Run the Jewels, but, you know, he uh, made a record. Um, and uh, there's a song on it called Up All Night. It's just quintessential LP stuff. Hard-hitting drums with, like, really weird, like, um, phasers and, like, you know, a bunch of weird shit on there. Um, there's a group called Living Legends, which has Merce uh, and a few other guys, all from California. They sampled, um, it's called Rabbit Hole. They sampled, um, what is that? Uh, if you go chasing rabbits. Uh, oh, um, oh, wait. Jefferson, Jefferson Airplane. Airplane. Yeah. Jefferson, yeah, exactly. Yo, that shit is so good. I put it in the thread, I know. Um, Dead Prez Hip Hop. I'm sure you guys maybe have yeah. it in the top 10. Oh, yeah. Um, Hold on. I have to interject. I have to interject. This is the one that I brought up to you. That song was released in 1999. Oh, that's the one? Yes, sir. But it made it. The album was 2000. Yeah. That song was technically released in March of 99. Okay. Well, then. So that that was actually in my top 10 originally. And I took it out and I made myself feel better about taking it out by justifying it, saying that it didn't follow the rules. Technically, we're gonna have to go to the judges. Yeah, technically, Joe, what do you rule? Okay, so I'll stand by Joe's ruling. I would say that if you were still rocking it in 2000 somehow, because it's fairly recent, Dave Chappelle made sure that it was being rocked exactly. Yeah, so it was, um, it's it's 2000 adjacent, right. I think 1999 was the uh, well, I dropped Korean, on the album, the Japanese release. I don't think it hit the states till uh, <laughs> right. 2000. It was the white label. white label, it didn't hit Long Island until 2000. So we're gonna, yeah, I mean, that beats in, like I said, that was like in my top 10 for sure. It's probably Great my song. top five. Um, so right, original. So I got my, my last five here. Uh, my buddy Joe Roach was a producer and he worked with Afu Ra, so he produced a song called World Went Through Cities. Which, if you don't remember it, I mean, it's fucking a huge song. I, I know once you guys listen to it, you'll be like, I fucking remember that song. So, shout out to my buddy Joe Roach. Um, let's see. Game. Game had dreams. Um, love it or hate Album. But love, love it or hate it is great. But if I had to pick, like, man, that sample, I don't know. Dreams is just killer, man. Like, everything about it, like, just the sample to, like, the beat, killer. Um the roots 75 bars uh from rising down i'm rising down i think it was rising, yeah, it was rising down. down that was the only roots album i think in that well uh, i don't know well know. yeah no so game theory and, and rising down like the, man game they, theory yeah, 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 they right. really had a, like 06 to 0708 man roots were killing it um mm-hmm. the last two i have the streets from the uk um <laughs> One of my favorite songs, uh, it's not really like a known song, but Sharp Darts. Like if you hear it, it has this bounce to it. It almost feels like a an old DJ Muggs beat. And last, uh, my boy Mark Ronson, man. So I, I picked mm. two of his songs. He has an album called Here Comes the Fuzz and it came out in 2003 that has Ghostface Killer and Nate Dogg on it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it's the beginning of what you see this guy could do. Like he was just such a amazing producer and then he has a song um he produced for a guy named wiley who is a uk mc the song's called money in my pockets and and when that thing dropped in like the 2000s i would listen to that shit on repeat never listened to any of the other songs that that dude put out but like that song in particular was the shit so all right let's do it 
top 10 after uh, a lot of talking. Uh, so, Joe, let's do number 10. One thing before we start is that, um, like, Sam, you were mentioning some of the lists on, on, on your honorables. Like, what I like is that, like, okay, so I was, like, super commercial and like MTV raps and, and Hot 97. And then you're the opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. Um, with the, like, the digging in the crates and obscure, like, hey, you may not know this. So I know I have friends listening to the podcast uh, who are going to be like, I don't know that either. Let me go. Oh, yeah. YouTube it. I, I probably heard of like two of those songs. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. <laughs> but, that's the good thing about, but that's the good thing about the spectrum, the, the range, you know. So, you know, <laughs> there could be somebody who's all into the underground who's the like, spectrum, what? So yeah, we'll all so, throw up so, some playlists. When yeah, this, uh, for sure. So we yes, we yes. all have technically twenty songs. Tech like that's right. what we're all mentioning. So we'll all make individual playlists because it's fun. Because then people could listen to these. I I I think killer playlists just by looking at it. If I if I, if I may, uh, you know, blow myself here. So, all right, number ten. <laughs> okay, number ten. Come backwards. It's uh, "Work It" by Missy Elliott. Sure. Uh, one more time, Timbaland. Mm-hmm. Um. I was really caught between Get Your Freak On, this, and even One Minute Man, right? Because Timberland was in such a groove on making earworms, right? But um, this one, because it's, you know, they're all awesome. But this one has that rhythmic staccato, you know, ta 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 you know, it just kind of works with the beat. And even though that's the vocals, but it's like, that's a beat that she's saying, you know, but donk 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 very rhythmic. And then the whole, like, lines in reverse, you know, is your you know really original like you know one was doing that for the chorus much less and then cheat the 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 big like cheat code is lifting another beat because at the end of the song when she yells ladies timbaland breaks into run dmc's peter piper and you're like whoa i didn't expect that so you get like a beat and then a little piece of a legendary beat right so that's what i meant by the producer puts in little things like that and you're just like wow that's pretty cool so yeah, work it yeah. by Missy. Yeah. Yo, that's a great pick. Like, that's a pick that I would not have thought of, but like, that's one of my girlfriend's like favorite songs. So, like, she'll play like the Missy stuff, and when that song comes on, in particular, it's really good. And like you said, the 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 Run DMC drop because a lot of times, you know, you you know, it's just about showing off the influence too. It's like an Easter egg. It's like, hey man, it's like this goes here, and and you know that it's like they're from the south, but you know, like everything is just so joined together. Uh, yeah. As far as like the hip hop flag goes, but that's a really good one. And the the rump pom pom, like she killed that song. That shit was a banger. That was one of my. I had like track certain songs if I was playing the DJ, and, and I just experimented with some shit, and I lost the room. That's like a track that you can put on, and you Bring would put on, and yeah. everything's good. It was like the break glass in case of emergency. Yeah. <laughs> like there was this, you had like five or six of those if you were fucking around with these Wait, idiots too much. <laughs> and like they couldn't understand that shit in the club, like mentioned before. It was like in your holster. Yeah, there when that when that Man of War song doesn't hit quite like you thought it would. <laughs> so, all right, Josh, number 10. All right, so um, I just want to also piggyback off of Joe and say that uh, this morning, in the like the group chat, he mentioned Timberland, and I and I realized I didn't have a Timberland beat, which is so ridiculous. Like that's absurd to not have Timberland on a list of beats from 2000 to 2009. That's ridiculous. So I immediately changed some stuff on my list. That said, number ten is "Dirt Off Your Shoulder." Um, 
even just when he plays that beat um, from the, what's it called? Um, Fade the Black. Have you seen the Jay-Z documentary, Fade the Black? Mm -hmm. When Jay-Z is sitting with Timbaland and he's playing him beats, it is unbelievable. And it ends with Dirt on Your Shoulder, which he just starts. Like, he, they go through all these beats and Jay-Z's like, yeah, this one's good, this one's good. But he's not really responding to anything saying like, yeah, that's the one. And he was like, come on, man, you know, I need the bounce or whatever. And he's like, all right. And then it starts, he's like, and he stops it. And Jay-Z's like, he's like, you know, like freaking out. And then he plays the thing and like Timbaland's like dancing and like, he's like eating bananas and like drinking gallons of Kool-Aid. Like, it's amazing. Just that scene alone is so iconic. So that's the one that it's so good. I'm telling you, it's probably on YouTube. Um, yeah. I'll I look after it, we're yeah. done. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so Dirt Off Your Shoulder, produced by Timbaland. Uh, nine is Miss Jackson um, by Outkast, produced not, by the Dungeon we're, family. We're only doing ten. Oh, oh I'm just kidding. You spoiled Sorry. it. <laughs> oh, well, so, yeah, he's got somewhere to go. He's like, I'm just going right, to read. We'll, yeah, <laughs> now, now we know what nine is. We're, 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 we're we'll going to we'll cut that out. Cut we're going to flip it in reverse like Missy. <laughs> <laughs> Say it backwards. <laughs> uh, Langan, I'm 10. Uh, my number 10 is Jurassic 5, The Influence. Oh, yeah. Um, God about it, but done by DJ Newmark, I believe. Um, yeah. This I love this song because, you know, I love when with hip hop, with the they'll go the, the movement when they took went into jazz heavy, Tribe Called Quest and stuff, and really took like roots of like black music, black culture, and repackaged it into this. So to take like a doo wop, you know, which is something you never really heard anybody fuck with and put it as your chorus and he even has a, a i think a, a glenn miller sample in it too which going back even further but and uh yo, yo shout out to glenn miller shout out to glenn miller in the mood lily white back up um <laughs> it's it's and the drums are so crisp on it they're like the snare it's just got such a crisp and it works so well with them that's my number 10 cool uh, all right, number 10 is something that is going to be so unbelievably obscure that <laughs> Josh anyway. is going to faint. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so number 10 is a project that MF Doom did that took me forever to find. It's called G King Ghidorah. So I remember hearing about this album forever, and one day I found it at Kim's video. Just looking through, whenever I would go to Kim's video in the city, like I would just, I would spend three hours there just like, one by one flipping through things with my finger until like my back hurt. <laughs> what so, a great stuff. So King Ghidorah and the song is phasers, very simple produced by MF doom, but like, it's just so good. Like it, it's an opening track too. And it's just like, there's the simplicity of it, but it's just the, the flow and, and it's, it, it's hypnotic really, you know, the, the stuff that he uses, uh, and uh, that's about it. You know, you guys don't know the King Eater record. <laughs> I think I, I do I think not. I, I think I took a left on that one. <laughs> Streaming? Can we stream it after this show? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's it's really cool. There, there's a lot of really good uh, beats on that record too. So yeah, but I only get to spell that for us. Only get to spell that for us too. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so the the original like King Eater is like a Godzilla type reference, but the that one spelled G G I D. The uh the MF Doom one is G E E so oh, okay. um, differentiate but uh so Joe number nine 
Uh, number nine is uh, Bouncing Back from 2001, Mystical. Um, wow. Neptunes. My first Neptunes selection of the top ten. Um, oddly enough, it's I think it was his only song that was nominated for a Grammy. Um, and I'm pretty sure that had a lot to do with the beat. Um, and, and fun fact, that year, it lost to Nelly's Hot in Here, which was also a Neptune's beat. So they were going to win either way. Yeah. The odds were stacked in their favor. <clears throat> um, but, the you know, Bouncing Back's got this, I think Langan mentioned, like, the horns or the swing. It's got, like, a swing to it, big band kind of swing with, like, a, even, like, a saxophone solo, which is not what you were hearing in, like, the early 2000s. So leave it to the Neptunes to, like, just come up with, like, you know, Chad and... Chad and Pharrell to like just come up with something that's totally fit or not fit, but because mystical, they work with mystical a lot. Um, but they gave them like songs that it didn't sound like the beats they gave Jay-Z, you know, or, or in sync, you know? So I, that's what I liked about the Neptunes. They could like find your identity. Um, yeah. With they, their, they, you know, with their beats. They, uh, they were game changers for sure. Um, I, 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 wasn't that big of a fan, but that lap dance song, I really like, it was very, I so yeah. good. I was oh, just like, like that's a club banger. You like, you know? Fuck yeah, yeah. So, um, cool. So number nine, I I didn't even hear what you said before, Josh. <laughs> what was it? Uh, um, first I'm going to piggyback and say that the Neptunes are my favorite of all time. Um, Nerd is arguably my favorite musical group of all time. Uh, but that's another conversation. So no, but a lot of, so a going lot of going in, going into that. Like if you could pick one of their beats to rap on, like if you like before anyone. Funny you it. should ask. Yeah. Funny you should ask because I made an entire mixtape in 2006 of me over Neptune's beats. Okay. Literally called What's His Name versus the Neptunes. Star Wars. Where's that? Wow. This is in your. This, <laughs> this was in your it's book, on, wasn't uh, it? It's a, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, in fact, I, I broke it down in a, one chapter of the audio book um, where I basically did like a. a like a snippet tape essentially like i just did snippets of literally every song but i think the whole thing is on um dat piff oh dat you go to dat piff and search me i think i put the 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 star wars um find the link and then we'll add it to the episode okay yeah yeah. i mean it's super old i mean nothing i did 20 years ago is you know whatever we get it talking about you talking about anyway can i ask if you um yes did you was one of the selections uh, "Girlfriend" by NSYNC? Yes, remixed. No, no. However, I I did a radio drop for "Girlfriend." I swear to God, for um, one hundred two jams in Greensboro, North Carolina. There you go. That's I a great a, beat. A, a intro. Um, I did that, and I did uh, what was the other one? It was two like boy band Neptune's one. I gotta think of. Oh, it was uh, you don't have to call uh, Usher. Usher, yeah. Also Neptune's. Um, I, those I did. I used those for for radio, basically like a you know like an intro to the mix show. Yeah, for right. sure. I love those. I'm like crazy, crazy Neptune's. Like I'm like the biggest. I'm like a super stan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this the next selection is not Neptune's though, <laughs> but uh, it is. It, you'll there'll be more. Trust me. Um, Miss Jackson by Outcast, Dungeon Family. They deserve to be on this list, damn it. So, yeah, very cool. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> um, what are we up to? Lang and number nine. Uh, yeah. So this this album came out after he passed, but technically it was released in two thousand. I got to preface. Uh, Big L and Fat Joe 
the enemy from the big mm. picture record yeah it's good. i know it was recorded before that but whatever but that's when it was on my radar and i i don't it, it digging in the crates crew did it i don't know if lord finesse or premiere or who actually handled the track i know premiere did the cuts though because those are you know outstanding and one of these things like we were talking uh before earlier how these errors guys of hip-hop i mean just how awesome is primo primo's got a solid seat in every decade still making hot shit you just yep. posted something he did for macklemore the other day yeah i mean it's fucking that's great. why he's my favorite of all time the guy's just it, it just turns out shit amazing shit um probably this song and this the song he does with big pun the cover of beep cover probably the only two songs i actually like fat joe on uh, but I love the track itself takes this Gordon Park sample from Storm to Calm is the track, but just this high pitched whine over a hard, dark beat. And the, 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 the high pitched sample that they use, it almost sounds like a police siren while these guys weave this tale of crime and shit and big L, you know, maybe the best that ever did it. Uh, just a perfect song. Very cool. Yeah. I, I actually listened to that song today coincidentally. Cause I was like, ah, mm-hmm. You know, making my final list there. Um, Nine is an album that, uh, you know, once again, most people never heard. (laughs) But I'm telling you this. When Cannibal Ox released The Cold Vein, produced by LP, it was really fun. It sounded like Blade Runner to me. It was just this weird, really weird, futuristic thing. And the song Iron Galaxy is like almost like a close to six minute hip hop song. And it's just like this picture of like New York. It, it's almost like a, a New York state of mind, kind of just like an indie hip hop version of it. And it, it's a song that really just stuck with me. And the production is just so fucking great, man. So uh, th- this is uh, an, another that record track. still holds up so well. Yeah, yeah. I had that, you know, we had Vastar air on like last year talking about this maybe 20 year anniversary i don't remember oh maybe it was two years ago shit <laughs> Damn, i guess it is 2023 whatever that means <laughs> um okay so number eight joe number eight is uh all caps by mad villain yeah aka mad lib and nmf doom rest in peace produced by mad lib um the thing that got me about this beat is the sampling of really really obscure tv themes you know, I know like Doom, they find beats like anywhere and you're just like, I got to go to who sampled to find out where this is from, if it's from something. And so All Caps has samples of the Ironside TV show theme and the streets of San Francisco, not even the theme. It's just like um, a random scene from a random episode where, you know, like they'd leave with the intro music and then it kind of dies away when the scene gets going. And they made a song out of it. <laughs> so props to Mad Lib for that. It's it's unreal. Yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll, t- I'll talk about it later on. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I might have it on my list as well. So uh, number eight, Josh. Number eight is uh, The Blast by Talib Kweli, produced by High Tech. Beat is incredible. Um, that's one that... Um, I don't know. It's like, though, you know, that's kind of more, you know, it was raucous kind of stuff. So it was more underground in a world of very commercial rap. It still found its way through. It was on the radio. Like a lot of radio stations would talk over it. 
So it's just kind of like always there. And to me, that's like, if you really sit down and listen to that beat, like there's just so many different layers and aspects of it. Um, that, that one was like immediately jumped into my head when we, uh, yeah, he, he 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 rode that line pretty well, you know, and also yeah. getting get getting that like Jay Z cosign. Yep. I forget, forget the line, like you know, if God, I forget the line, but I know he like propped. Uh, if truth told, uh, if skills sold, truth be told, I'd probably be lyrically Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mil. I ain't been rhyming like common sense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty fucking good, right? That's it. <laughs> Yeah, and then and the flip side to that, I'll always remember company flow. Uh, it, when sales control stats, I place no faith in the majority. So the flip. Mm. Um. So okay, Langan, number eight. Uh, my number eight is flips. When the last time? Um, mm-hmm. That's my favorite Neptune's beat. Probably, I would. I think of all time. Uh, I do love "Grinding" is a song that you hear, you see a lot in these lists. And "Grinding" is a badass beat. But uh, I mean, I, I can't even describe the sound that they use. You know the sound it's I'm like, talking about. It's it. like spastic. Yeah, it's, it's like a spastic, shrill yeah. kind of thing. But it works with like this grimy lyrics that these guys are putting out about hustling down in Virginia. Virginia, I think they were from. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, when the but, last time? But then there's that little acoustic, not acoustic, but the little guitar riff that goes on. The throughout guitar the riff song. is beautiful. Yeah, all, like an acoustic guitar riff. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yep. amazing. Yeah, so it's got this. It's got a. It's got a. You know, a natural kind of warmth to it, mixed with this shrill sound to it. But yeah, you know, Neptune's make it work. Um. All right, my number eight is uh, nonfiction. Black helicopters. Um. Man, growing around this time when I discovered nonfiction, it was like discovering the pixies of hip hop, you know, they were like, just, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is to me, I'm like, these guys were so much better than what I thought was going on on top. And I couldn't understand how it didn't translate, but then you, you listen to the lyrics and, you know, like conspiracy and government stuff. And like, now that I'm older, I'm like, Oh, I get it now, you know? <laughs> and uh, so they're doing a reunion show at Brooklyn Monarch and I will be there April 15th. Oh no. Nice. No, the 14th. Uh, and shout out to our, uh, our buddy fucking Lord goat, AKA Gore-Tex, AKA Mitch. Who's always on the show? Uh, one of the non-fiction members. Black Helicopters is just great. Just uh, produced by Necro. Uh, very unique. It has like this like uh, Middle Eastern like riff to it with the beat and you know the, the, the lyrics to go and uh, you know the Voivod album cover to match it. So home run. Um, I know. Uh... <laughs> or Lord Goat, who likes who likes. Even less Sammy Hagar songs than Langan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing as I'm like looking at my list. But you know, like I said, I really, if I if I was going to be true to myself as to what was really moving, like me mentally, these were the songs, man. You know, so I'm I'm glad I could, uh, you know, talk talk some shit on them. So, uh, number seven, Joe. Seven is uh, from 2004. Is that your chick? Memphis Bleak, mm. Jay Z, Twista, Missy. Uh, back to Timbaland. He's gonna get tired of standing up on my list. Um, nice. Great beat, typical Timba, but 
it's kind of like there's really one thing at play, which is a synthesizer. And the low end plays that beat for him, like dun, 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 and then the same synthesizer higher up in the key is doing the little like it's you could I could do that right now with my little Casio if I could. It just, and but it's so simple, yet it's so it's so good for all the different kinds of styles on that are about to go over it, you know. Um so I don't know, there's really not much more to say. That's one of that's one of my favorite beats, you know. And then the uh okay, what's up? Shut up. <laughs> I, I still so say that good. to this day, you know. Very cool. Uh moving on. Josh, number seven. Number seven is one that I'm confident that none of you are going to have on your list, but I think is one of the greatest hip hop beats of all time. And I am not a Dilla crazed maniac like most people. Um <laughs> Anyway, that said, uh, Climax by Slum Village, produced by Dilla, is so good. And and honestly, I've never even cared about the lyrics of that song. Like, I, I, I know some of them. Usually I, I can uh, memorize lyrics really fast just accidentally. But like this one, I don't even care what they're saying because the beat is just like, it's just like traveling on a spaceship through like stars probably on drugs and I, I didn't do a lot of drugs as a kid. <laughs> I have to imagine that would intensify the experience but um there's just it's so good it's like probably my favorite Dilla beat of all time except for maybe some of the far side stuff um but yeah that's my that's my seven it's never too late to start doing drugs just wanted to <laughs> <laughs> there's that's that the spirit there's that scene in uh uh little miss sunshine where like um uh, Alan Arkin, you know, he's the grandfather and he's like talking to the kid and he's like, listen, he's like, you got to be crazy at your age to start doing heroin. And he's like, and you got to be crazy at my age to not do heroin. <laughs> he, he was like 70. He was like 70. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know, that just made sense to me. I was like, oh, maybe he's got a point. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, listen, 20 plus years sober, relax. Uh, number hey, seven, right on. Number seven, number seven, Langan. Uh, I got Mob Deep, got it twisted, two thousand four mm-hmm. uh, single. Now Mob Deep, their album era for me is kind of like over. After Murder yeah. Music, I really liked. I think it's kind of an underrated record. But after that, mm-hmm. it was kind of they put out a track here and there, and this is one of them. And a perfect done by the Alchemists. It's a perfect example of why I love sampling because they take, um, uh, you know, Thomas Dolby of. Blinding me with science track and just take that keyboard uh riff from the from the chorus which is you know that's a kind of upbeat track or whatever and in mob deep's hand and the alchemist's hand it's like completely sinister like kind of like gothic sounding if that was if you could use that term in like a hip-hop track but the complete repurposing of just a short phrase i mean it's sampling at sampling's best into something totally dark and uh, it's kind of like as close to Mob Deep gets as like to a club song, except for like Quiet Storm or some shit. But uh, I love that song. Very cool. Uh, number seven. Uh, so I don't even remember how I how I got into Chaos. I posted the video. I know Josh made a comment. So Chaos is like a Canadian rapper. Jeez. Um, mm-hmm. So he put out two records that I really liked, but um, the one after this one that I'm about to talk about is the best. Like it just, I saw them 
I saw him play, and it, he it he was like a Canadian Wyclef. Just I almost feel like he was better than really? Wyclef. Kind yeah. of like he there's some like really like cool songs on. There's a record called. Joy. I thought Snow was the Canadian Wyclef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So he's he's definitely like somewhere underneath Snow. Um, but man, so he has a song called uh, the Superstar Part Zero. Cause I think there's like another version of, of superstar on this record, but it was just everything that I liked. It was like an immediate, even like what you said, Josh, like I don't even care what the lyrics were. That's how yeah. I felt about this because the beat was just so, I mean, hot music. I, I, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I, it made you want to break dance, which I've never done in my life, but it had that type of like feel to it. And yeah. uh, this record was great. But the one after was the one. And then there was another one like where he started going more into like an indie rock universe, which was interesting. So he would tour with bands like Metric and stuff like that. But um, very creative guy, really good rapper, great singer. He could really do everything. But this was a pure hip hop song, Superstar Part Zero. So that is my number seven, bringing uh, the Canadians in, into the mix here. Uh, <laughs> number six. Joe, I actually thought that Wyclef was the Haitian snow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because chronologically, snow came first, right? That, that's why you're the judge here. <laughs> are, we, uh, are we at six, seven? Yes, six. Yeah, six. Uh, it's Oh No by Most Def, Faramanche, mm, Big Dog, uh, produced by Rockwaller from the legendary Raucous Records Lyricist Lounge 2. Which I think I had on cassette, um, uh, yeah. you know, and I never bridged the gap to get the CD from my car because it turned to streaming and I don't, it's on my phone now, but that album is ridiculous. And uh, the thing I liked about Oh No is that uh, you get styles going over the beat, but the music is just so laid back, you know, it's just a four, four B like, I think that's like a, banjo or sitar that he's playing or that's being sampled um and it's just like we said earlier you could just take the lyrics take take the most f and feral parts out and just like this is what a great just a great groove you know that had to be part three what uh lyrics oh sound bombing, i mean wait did you say sound bombing? the first sound lyricist bombing. Let... i think oh. it was sound bombing okay the second sound bomb check the google machine hold on yeah <laughs> there you go Jamie, look that up. <laughs> Jamie's looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie or Nadav. Oh, yeah. I listen to both of those. Oh, yeah. Um, This is from... Was it, you said sound bombing, right? Oh, come on. I think so. You said Lyricist Lounge. No, it does say Lyricist Lounge. He said oh. Lyricist Lounge, but I actually... The first Lyricist Lounge was in it's the Lyricist late Lounge 90s, too. He right? knows what it is. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, I had to okay. cassette in my house for so long, you know. Yeah, yeah we just totally questioned you. Sorry, my That's apologies. Just here, how we check off facts here? We, yeah, we take right. this shit serious. There ain't no fucking half stepping. Listen, better, better, better in house, and to get some crazy lunatic, you know, messaging me that we got it wrong. So, all right, all right. So that's your number six, uh, Josh. Number six. Six is. We do by Freeway, produced by Just Blaze. Another like hyperactive, just like makes you want to just like run through walls kind of beat. Um, 
to this day, that one make, gives me the same kind of feeling. It just gets me like, you know, just like crazed. Um, so yeah, just blaze has to be present as well. You got a year on that for the freeway. Cause his, his high point was like, Oh, two, right. Mm, freeway. I don't, but Google does. Let's say, uh, <laughs> let's see. Sponsored by Google. <laughs> fact, fact check is getting tight here in the, the top 10. Oh. Sorry, I'm using Ask Jeeves. It's going really slow. Ask Jeeves. Um, <laughs> 2003. Okay, yeah. That was his, kind of his uh, moment in the sun. 02 yeah. and 03. Philadelphia Freeway. Uh, all right, so then we're up to number six, Lane. Uh, my number six was a song I hadn't thought about in years, but it fucked with it heavy when it when it came out. And I was watching a documentary, uh, Tom Segura and two other comedians going to uh, Thailand to do a tour, and they used this as a music bed. And then all of a sudden, like my brain neurons fired, like, "Oh my god, what the fuck was that song?" Couldn't remember. And thanks to Joe here, <laughs> pointing me in the right direction. Uh, Nas, find your wealth. From QB's finest album. Oh wow! Uh, I remember that. I don't album. remember. I don't remember the, the song. See, I knew I had it on CD. Yeah, my I brother. Did. It was had really it. only this song, and then it just kind of, you know, forgot was, about it. Was the bridge part two on that too? On QB's yes. finest. Yeah, I remember yes. that. I had that CD. And maybe it, it was Uchiwali. Was that down on yeah. that shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that song was clown, clowny as fuck. I refused to even like play it. I did not like it that whatsoever but this song in particular get back to this song it's got this brian brian bennett soul solstice is who they sample it from if you know this song i won't be able to verbally describe the sample but it completely makes it it's got a beautiful bass line and the song's back in my rotation now thanks to joe telling me what the fuck it was yeah i remember my bro my brother had that 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 cd because it, it was like a medallion if I, yep. I remember on the cover yes that this song is a gem. And yo, Segura, he's legit, man. He knows I his love shit. that guy. Man. He knows his shit. Him and like Russell, yeah. uh Russell Peters, those are like two oh, yeah, like yeah. podcast yeah. comedian guys that like yep. they you know seen the bizarre face video with Segura. Yeah. The, the and then they said it in your mom's house studios. Yep. And he's dressed all fucking yeah, it's uh he's a he's a real one. You ever hear Tom Segura's uh Big Daddy Kane story? Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't want to mess it, it up. Yeah. 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 But it ends in basically, you know, he loved Big Daddy Kane as a kid. And then like there were, he had this one opportunity to meet Kane for the first time. They're friends now. Uh, but the first time he met him, he said basically like he doesn't know what came over him. But like he saw Kane and he goes, stop, Kane. Ah. He yelled it though. <laughs> I said that. He yelled it in the crowd. He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, stop, Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know what came over me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um shout out to big daddy kane always said all, all up in josh's sure. uh podcast story for sure up in my life up in your life uh and in I, and in paul simon's music video <laughs> which one wow i did the my uh, bodyguard no he thought that was chevy chase he did uh <laughs> me and julio yeah he did me and julio down by the schoolyard bismarck uh the intro to that video um Go YouTube oh my if you God, want. They're just like rapping. Yeah, they're freestyling. Holy just rap. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. So my number six. Before we get to our yeah. top five, um, it, it's a record under the name Quasimodo. 
which is Mad Libs, like alter ego. It's kind of like, you know, the Humpty Hump thing. Like, so when you yeah. listen to it, it's like he changes his voice. Super interesting guy. Amazing beat maker. But um, so this is called Microphone Mathematics. And it was up on this like Beat Junkie CD that I had. And it was like maybe the second song after the intro. And man, you want to talk about just like just one of those beats. It's like the pure DNA, like the vitamins and nutrients of, of what hip hop is. That's what this beat is. And like, I'll never forget hearing it on, I think it was like Beat Junkies Volume 3, uh, DJ. I forget which one of them did it, uh, but killer, man. Uh, Quasimodo, microphone mathematics, and uh, that brings us to top five. So, and, and to be honest with you, all these songs, and I'm sure with everyone else, like they're um they're very interchangeable. Like the numbers are just so pointless for something yeah. like this because it it just you know it, it doesn't it doesn't even matter because all these songs are all these songs are tied for number one if you ask me. So <laughs> yeah, they always hold a special place in our uh, hip hop uh, hearts. Let's do number <laughs> number five, man. Let's do let's go, Joe. Number five, we gotta make it. Jada Kiss. Oh, that's uh, good. Producer the Alchemist from uh, when the locks kind of did they really break off solo because Styles P is on this anyway, but from Kiss the Game Goodbye. Um and it just so the one thing about this is this is where who sampled is just so valuable to like nerds who are into this sort of thing right um the break for the whole song uh sorry the baseline for the whole song is this little tiny 10 second break from a musician who i hadn't known or heard of since before who sampled uh told me but samuel jonathan johnson and the track is my music if anybody wants to you know if they're fans of we're going to make it um just go look at the the sex the second section that they tell you to look at and you'll be like wow that is we're gonna make it that's the song and for alchemist to just find that digging in the crates is just you know fuck the small shit right yeah, that's, like, what the, that's really the is literally shit. yeah right sorry frail <laughs> shit yeah you know it's it's amazing like the journey he's been on from like that hooligans group that him and scott Kahn did you know oh to God. like it's just whenever those guys you know, alchemist or like evidence, like these guys that all kind of grew up in that like section adjacent to like the soul assassins, you know, they all like came up like attached to like, you know, the mugs crew, uh, man, just what, what careers those guys had and like what lifelong hip hop fans they are, uh, especially shout out, shout out to Scott Kahn. And I didn't think you were going to mention this, but, uh, (laughs) red river podcast poster, Chris cage, um, and I was just talking about Scott Kahn and his pre-acting career. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh, if, when he listens to this, he's gonna like that. That yeah, Scott cool. Kahn was dropped. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Chris, uh, Chris G, right? Chris G. Cage, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so top five. Let's go, Josh. Number five, uh, what you know about that by Ti, produced by DJ Toomp. Um, I admittedly, though I'm from the South, was never a big southern guy and for me um again going back into the psychology of it um this was the era where the south was really starting to really rise in hip-hop like to prominence and i was always a very like new york influenced really person because like my whole family's from new york and like the speaking voice that i have now is basically the speaking voice i had 
you know, when I lived in Durham, North Carolina for the first, you know, 25 years of my life or whatever, everybody was like, oh, you sound like you're from New York, which I don't. But to a Southerner, I don't have a Southern accent. You know what I mean? So at this point, I'm trying to be a rapper. I'm trying to get signed to a major label. And basically anyone who gives me any advice is kind of like, you're from the South, but don't sound like it. You need to play it up. So in this era was like when that was kind of the most intentional thing that I was trying to do, which ultimately just made me feel stupid. But, um, you know, (laughs) songs like this and like a lot of the early young Jeezy stuff uh, really like stuck with me. I was like, oh, man, like this is actually really, really good. Like I don't judge us from like a kind of lower quality Southern perspective like this is like really good hip-hop music and um you know ti is great he's a great rapper uh but yeah that was that was one of my i would say probably my favorite ti beat of all time very cool um number five land yeah i got um jay-z show me what you got from the Mm, album Uh, so good the combination of the sample of shaft in africa uh I think Quincy Jones and what was the other uh, Johnny Pate, Pat, whatever the fuck his name. I don't remember. But anyway, it's got a sample from Shaft in Africa and that classic horn sample you've heard a million times with Lafayette Afro rock band, which as is important to the history of hip hop as James Brown is everybody sampled those guys. Um, but the, what it makes it stand out for me is it's how many hip hop songs have drum fills like not many you know what i mean like yeah. like just plays did that live too That's did not it? i thought machine. it was quest love for some reason it was no no it's just blaze he actually knows how to play the drums ah, and uh, yeah. i've seen i've seen footage of him doing that like that like yeah. he actually does that that's dope. oh i love it it, it really yeah, yeah. sets it apart like from uh and just to, it, to have like some beautiful use of a sample plus live instrumentation it's hip-hop production at its best for me yeah you know? but that's my number five. All right. So yes, uh, I never thought Ghostface Killer made a bad album. Maybe Ghostini was something that I didn't like. Uh, but th- he brought me back with uh, the Pretty Tony album, which kind of like blew me away. Like listening to those songs, Run in particular is my pick at number five. <laughs> when I heard Run and then Jada Kiss on it and like the stuff through I mean Jada got him on that on that song for sure 100% like the Jada verses are just I mean I don't even rap but I could recite them you know um and uh RZA I didn't know RZA made the beat I was like trying to find some information hmm. on it I I think it's uncredited according to Google uh but it's just very I have a thing for just like that big beat with like distortion and it's just it sounds I, I think it's like the musical equivalent of like listening to like a noisy indie rock band. So maybe that's why like my two, you know, sides of the brains work that way. Uh, and uh, it's I think I had it listed as probably my favorite of the Wu-Tang songs when we did that list. You know, it was like between this and like slang editorial. Um, and another thing, speaking of slang editorial. I never realized until I listened to the the pillage, but this the hook was from Capadonna. And then Ghost kind of like took it and made a new song out of it. So uh so yeah, my number five run that's Ghost Face Killer. Twenty oh nine. That's late that's late in the decade. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, I, I no, that was the pretty Tony is two thousand four. Oh, oh really? Are these at Ghost Dini? 
Oh no no ghost gene. I didn't like. Okay, I said I I don't think he's really made a bad project. It's just I'm not an like when I hear R and B singing. I like tune out. It's like when people talk about Game of Thrones, basically to me. I'm just like, <laughs> or, or I'm like that with book. I'm like that with auto tune. As soon as I hear it, I'm out. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's not for you, right? Yeah, with the exception of 808s and heartbreaks, ironically, but that's a whole different conversation. Go ahead. Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, number number four. 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 Uh, okay. Um, so it's, I, I haven't taken account of who's going to be mentioned more, Timbaland or the Neptunes, but on my lists, but it's a uh, Pasta Cavassier part two, um, good good one. Busta with Diddy Pharrell, um, featured, um, Neptunes again. And there's just something about, if you hear Pasta Cavassier and then you hear the second, you know, part two, it's like, wow, what, what do they have up their sleeve that they couldn't fit it on that one that they decided to do a remix or, you know, just another, another Cavassier song. Um, but I'm it's like an acoustic guitar, rolling. yeah, acoustic guitar, <laughs> and then Pharrell just starts to like just do the the you know the the hook, and there's a horn riff that's just like you know blaring to the off drum beat. It's just so musically like, I just picture this is one of the songs where I picture the Neptune's like, what is Chad doing? That Pharrell's like, oh, that sounds good. Do more of this, or vice versa, right? Yeah. Um, and, and they come up with a finished product, but like, what goes into making the you know, behind the scenes, but this beat is just one of my favorite Neptune's beats. Yeah, very cool. Uh, they worked very well together for sure. And 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 the beauty, because I, I mean, we've all been in the studio. Uh, you know, when you have that person that you vibe with and work with and try different things with, you know, I uh, can't beat that. Uh, so yep. number four, Josh. Um, Exhibit C, J Electronica, produced by Just Blaze. Um, I would oh, be lying. Man, good song. Yeah, it's a good one. I, thank you. I would be lying if I said that the lyrics didn't influence this for me. Um, that song absolutely blew my mind, and yeah. still blows my mind to this day. It's Same. like, it's like a perfect rap song to me. It's like exactly what I want to hear. It's real rapping. It's a beat that's like musical and you know just commercial enough and sounds good and is hard. It's like. It, you know, from a rapper perspective, like if somebody presented me that beat, like I would faint. Like if somebody gave me a beat that good, like, hey, do you want to yeah. make a song of this? I I might just die. Like I like, I don't even know what I would do. I would cry or die. That, or that song like, would be huge if you cried and vomit. died on a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I um, that song really, really knocked me off my ass. I great pick. It really flew by me. If I remember, that's probably two thousand nine, right? I mean, I, I believe so. I yeah. can't believe how long this guy's been around, and he's his body of work is like smaller than Guns and Roses. Um, it and- basically doesn't exist. It's kind of like Jay Z had him sign and was like, "All right, man, I'll do the album with you." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, like six verses. That was pretty. That was pretty good. That that was a good album. Yeah, that was but, a good album though. But exhi- yeah, Exhibit C is so good, and like I remember hearing because he was talking about magnolia projects right so like he is is he from north or south or where is he from yeah new orleans oh new orleans okay yeah yeah there's uh when uh when new york were jacking southern yes were, were calling southern rappers lame and then jacking our slang 
yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were like, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, was... yeah, the verses on that. I mean, great pick. I, I'm I'm probably gonna listen to that as soon as we're done with this. So same, uh, same. Number four, Langan. Uh, Sam mentioned before, but I think it was a different track. Uh, after after Ra, yeah. I have Mortal Kombat. Okay. Um, the track Master Killer, um, produced DJ Roach. Uh, this is the song I, I, I like. This is the best RZA song without it being the RZA. It's like a kung fu, dark, sinister. Sounds like an old kung fu film. It's got one of I think maybe Master Killer's maybe the second favorite verse that he's ever spit, but uh, it samples multiple shit a lot from, um, I think uh, Malcolm McLaren's Buffalo gals, which has been oh, sampled yeah. a billion times, but uh, this particular song, man, always stood out to me uh, through I'm the gonna, years. I'm going to hit up. So like I grew up, you know, like growing up, like Roach, like Joe, well, like, uh, you know, he would like DJ house parties and we would hang out there. I just hung mm-hmm. out with him recently and I think he's going to start to get back into music. He was like building a studio. We got to get him on the show. I'll ask him if he'll do it. You know, because he like, I know that is his big body of work, but I know he was also doing stuff for like Gangstar Guru. Like he has, I'm sure he has some cool stories, but you know, uh, yeah. not, not a thing about it. Shout out to Joe Roach. Um, number four for me. Uh, here, here's a left turn, <laughs> but it samples, um, that big beat song. Uh, is that Billy, Billy squat? Yeah. Dizzy, yeah. Ra- Dizzy rascal fix up. Look oh, up. hell yeah. Um, good one. It's so, it, it's just, I mean, just that beat, like he's from the UK, so he's got that flow, but everything about it is just like, man, the drums are just so crisp. And, uh, he came and went pretty quick. And I feel like this. I would never have heard of this record, but I think that it was released on Def Jux, if I remember correctly. Uh, and it was like his debut. And uh, from there, like he went, you know, back into UK obscurity, at least for, for me. I remember seeing it on that Canadian music channel with a few and then much, much music or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. They were playing it a lot and shit. And yeah. it just had so much swag to it, like this track. So much. Like you. It was like it, it's reminiscent to like 99 problems like it just has yeah. that, you know, like obviously the same sample. So it, it really had that feel to it, which I guess you can't go wrong. I know that it's sure. been sampled a lot. So, uh, all right. So let's do number three. Top three. Here we go. Joe. Number three from the year 2000. Um, I think I think Josh mentioned Jay Dilla, but this is my Jay Dilla selection. Uh, the Light by Common. Ah, oh, so good one. Um, That's a good one earworm because uh so shout out to bobby caldwell who number one is white uh, yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) when people hear that he's that voice is coming out of a white dude they're like no way it's kind of like the uh the blue white soul but he wasn't a high profile like public figure so they're like what that guy's white so you go to youtube and you and you see him sing uh his track open your eyes is the is the is the hook on that um common song but not only that, um, his other notable sample is uh, What You Won't Do For Love, which is what everybody knows, the mainstream knows. Uh, Tupac yeah. sampled that um, in Do For Love in 1997. So when you look for like hip-hop credibility out of guys who you didn't think would be um, notable, Bobby Caldwell is up there, you know? 
yeah that that's a good one and like water for chocolate great great record um i think common sweet spot for me um and i should have mentioned it but it was uh b and finding forever like those two which i feel mm-hmm. like they were both kanye produced um the mm-hmm. corner is just great so good and then also he has a song with lily allen random of all things um, I forget the name of the song, but it's just got such a great shuffle, great hook. Um, but yeah, the light, man, that, that that's as soon as you mention it. Um, I used to work, you know, a lot like I guess when that record came out and this girl like would always sing the hook to that. And it was just such a just great, memorable hook. So did you so, know the guy that was being sampled was white? That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Maybe on the outside, not on the inside. That's uh, <laughs> 100%. So, uh, number, number three, Josh. Uh, number three is Boom by Royce the Five Nine, produced by Primo. Great song. Uh, 2001 nice. from, ready for this? Harmon, a hip hopera soundtrack. I, that. <laughs> I forgot that Sorry, existed. Beyonce. I know. Jesus. We all did. Yeah, yeah, Royce is... Uh, but that, that is a quintessential hip-hop oh, beat. Man. I definitely, like, used that in some shows. Like, I would drop out of my own song and into that one, you know, to get the crowd. Yeah, you know. Well... Yeah. That was, that, that's a good one. When we do 2010 through 2019, the two... I'm not prime, envying that. <laughs> the two, <laughs> that the, two the two prime records, you know, because Royce did the two albums with Premiere. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, they're so goddamn good. Very underappreciated. Um, so Langan number three. Who did the Bad Meets Evil record? Was that, that was, Primo too? No, that uh, so that was Royce. Because that M&M. shit was good. Yeah, Royce and Eminem, but I, I don't little, think it was Primo. Nah, I remember that shit being in uh music beds all the time on Stretch and Bob. Uh, oh, my number three, uh, I got Taliban uh, High Tech. The Blast was mentioned earlier. Um, I just, it's one of the most laid back tracks for me. Just like relaxing sound. The keys are relaxing. The bass line is superior in that song. I mean, just amazing. Even the the video complements it well when they're in the rain, they're sitting on the bench or whatever. But And, and the girl coming in just saying Talib's name, you know, Kwali in the background it just it's a perfect symphony for me very cool um great podcaster now i mean obviously gets in a little too many social media fights he gets in some nonsense he gets into some people that don't deserve his attention it's so crazy yeah like random russian guys or something that's yeah Sometimes you give everybody the smoke. You. Like yeah. he's him. Just yeah, yeah. Life. I, I pretty much. Guy. I'm thinking like I don't care if some guy in you know like I don't know Utah is racist towards me. Like I've, I don't know. <laughs> I'll never meet this guy. It's it's cool. He can live his life. Um. Oh. So all right, my number three. Joe mentioned MF Doom, Mad Villain, all caps. Uh, a lot of great stuff on this, but all caps, especially the song before it. Uh, super villain theme is really cool and it leads right into all caps and it's just like man if you're gonna pick a beat from mad villain which is very hard to do i think there's like 22 songs on it this is it you know go go and um go to who sampled when you get a chance to look for the all the caps shows. samples yeah, yeah amazing yeah brilliant stuff uh i know that uh 
a stone's throw had that really cool. Oh, my vinyl weighs a ton. That was a documentary made on the label Peanut Butter Wolf. Oh, very great, cool stuff. Great doc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's do two. Joe, number two. Okay, this is unavoidable, but um, since we're on Zoom and I can see Josh's face <laughs> live and in person, through the wire, Kanye yeah. West. Sure. By Kanye West. It's fucking great. It is. It, How, I mean, the what, first, what can you say? The first thing, I would like the first single he put out, and it was just, it, I immediately, I was like, oh, this is pretty catchy, but I'll show yeah. you. And it just goes to show you, like, where it all started, or even before then, like, you know, Josh is mentioning the Little Brother song before he was even at Through the Wire level, which was like, Through the Wire was like, who is this dude? This is all over MCV and not 97. And then you fast forward to today, it is really unfortunate that music heads, there's, I, I kind of, categorize it as like people who like the attention and what they do now and then there's people who just want to focus on the music you know the artist the kid it's hard to separate the artist from the the person so it's like i could still rock with through the wire even up to like land registration you know even heartless and stuff like that but then it kind of makes it a little harder when you realize you know what's happening today Mm -hmm. um Sort of like along the lines of like a Michael Jackson thing or R. Kelly, where you're like, man, yeah. I is- feel like eventually, like it's almost as if the thing, because I I tend to separate like the artist from the person, uh, rather the music from from like the art from the artist, and even like the company from the person kind of play. Like I just don't get into all that stuff, but I think that inevitably, the stuff that you don't like makes its way into the art. And that's where it starts to mind fuck you. I think because so too. Because it's like yeah. Kanye was so hungry to make music. Mm. And then he was going like this and going like this. And he started working with John Bryan. And, you know, like it, it really got elevated. And then even 808 and Heartbreaks, which a lot of people don't like, I love. I really like Yeezus too, to be honest. Um, but then like once you get to that point, it's just he just drops off. I mean, it's just a mess. He doesn't care. He's not writing it. He's at this point, if you really go and listen to some of his recent stuff, he has songs where he doesn't even write the lyric. Like he literally doesn't write words down because the way that he does it, if he writes it, he freestyles it. Well, let's be honest. It's it's the Lord working through him. So, <laughs> okay. um, but no, I mean, he like he'll go in there and kind of like just go like and then he'll fill in the words later. These days, he doesn't even fill in words. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him going like, come on, man. Like, you had five more minutes. Like, five <laughs> minutes you sit there. Like, I, like I've like written rap songs. Like, I know how it is. I know you get caught up on stuff. I know you can't think of a word that rhymes. I know the word that you think of is not the one. Like, take five more minutes. Well, he already knows that people are going to, like, minutes. yeah, the, people are going to fillet it no matter what, right? So... I'm trying to say yeah. his ego creeps in and he goes like Kanye West. I'll just go. Din, din. And then yeah. they'll be like, yeah, it's dope. I like that part. Yeah. Yeah. It all creeps in. Like R Kelly gets too weird. Michael Jackson gets too weird. Like it just, it just gets too weird because you, they don't separate from the person. Like they mesh the two thinking that that's okay. And then we're all like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, the like so like Kanye is just, you know, he's just someone who says dumb shit, you know, like. But when you think of like R. Kelly, 
like, that was a little bit harder to just be like, ah, I'm like, <laughs> you guys like pissing on like a 13 year old. I'm like, yeah, maybe then you're just like, I, but even then I could still listen to whatever. I mean, somebody could murder my family. And if they have a hot mixtape, more than likely, I'm going to listen to it. You know, it's just how I am. Like, I don't. Same way. I don't really give Sam, a fuck. Sam still plays. I believe I can fly in the car. He don't. He don't care. <laughs> he can, trying to hear yeah, that's that Space like, Jam soundtrack. Are you Are you kidding Fucking... me? I'm watching uh, Trapped in the Closet uh, uh, one through thirty as soon as we're done with this. Uh, quick shout out on while we're on Kanye um, on R. Kelly. Okay. No, on Kanye. Well, Kanye. Well, quick shout out to R. Kelly. But Josh mentioned uh, Eight Away and Heartbreaks. Um. Yeah, that's where a lot of people like kind of part ways or like, yeah, but uh, Heartless, which is, um, you know, one of the Amazing. bigger songs off of that. Yeah. Shout out to The Fray. Um, if anyone's ever heard their acoustic sure. cover of, of yeah. Heartless. Oh, no, I never heard that. It's it's I'll drop it in the chat. Um, right. It's a good like take on a, a kind of weird song already, but it was really good. I, For Kanye, I, I mean, I didn't think that The Fray was going to get a shout out in this episode, but here we are. Look at that. Come on, we're talking hip hop early 2000s. It's got to be the friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we? Who Who's up? Josh, Josh I think, too. Uh, I think it's two. me with number two, which is uh, Drop It Like It's Hot. Mm. Uh, again, totally ridiculous, totally perfect, and just a beat that you can't front on. I mean, it's just so that's that's really my favorite thing about the neptunes i was actually listening to um rick rubin has this new book where he talks about creativity i don't know if you guys know it i haven't like read it or anything but uh he's doing a lot of interviews so he's being interviewed recently on his own podcast by malcolm gladwell it's a broken record podcast really good episode um amazing for to listen to it because it's just you know, it's like dissecting, you know, riding a bike, basically. It's like, you don't really know how you do it. You just do the thing you've never necessarily thought about. How, why, exactly, whatever. And that's what his whole book is about. Um, and he said something recently in that interview about initially hear something and you don't like it. It's like it finds its way. Some of those things cross over and become something that you can't live without hearing. And that's how the Neptunes were for me. Because I remember when they started to gain popularity hip hop. And I remember hearing the sounds and going like, this is not what I want. Like I want boom bap. It's like what are these like boo boo? Like what you know? And then at some point, like something went off and I was like amazing and then like it just became like i became engulfed with it i'm telling you i'm like i love them more than anything like i like them more than premiere which is crazy like but for me it's just it it encompasses the sound of my brain it's a bunch of stuff that don't together make sense when together and that's like me as a person you know and um, they said they literally said in that era, "This is the way," and everybody was like, "You're right. Yeah. This is the way." They had right? the sound right. of the moment. They made it cool, you know what I mean. And then, and then, you know, later on, you get you know people like uh, Lupe Fiasco skateboarding. It's like that was acceptable. Well, why was it acceptable? Because the Neptunes go, "I don't care." Yep. Yeah. And I love the rock good, music. I love. I love. They Nor had a good thing. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I love Nori occasionally still on Drink Champs. 
Like he loves Pharrell, but he'll throw him a jab every now and then. He's like, yo, this he was weird. And I know weird, <laughs> I know weird is like the the acceptable code word for another word yeah. now. <laughs> like yeah. when they say, I don't know, he's like a weirdo rapper. It's like, I know what you really want to say. <laughs> you know, that was a cool period for Snoop too, because Snoop always has that career trajectory where he was in bed heavy with like either Dre and the Death Row shit and the Master P shit. But like when they what was that other track that that you shit uh, beautiful, yeah, oh, for real, so I good. Mean, that was a real good uh, pairing. Those two yeah. made sense. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Snoop, Snoop really finds a way every single time. He does, yep. and people will hold his hand down the path, and he'll admit it. But oh there yeah, will be there will be people holding his hand. I mean, I've actually seen footage, um, probably on YouTube, of uh, Snoop hearing "Drop It Like It's Hot." Pharrell making it in front of him. Then he's going, and then you do something like this. When the pimp in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. And he's like, yeah, that's good. And he's like, when the, try to get it. You know, like the whole thing, he's like telling him, like, do this, do this, and say it like this. And he's like, right? You know, like he's you like, don't need that aspect saying, of it because that, that voice is like a fine instrument for hip hop. Like Snoop's voice is just, I can't, certain guys tip. Or whatever, there's just they were blessed with some guru, Magoo. not the strongest lyricist, but we oh, love Magoo. him. Just he'll, he, he says it himself. You know, it must be the voice. You know, he knows it. But like Snoop's got that. I want to bring it. Pipes. I want to bring it back to Magoo. I haven't thought of Magoo in a minute. But since my was, since, since I picked since I picked all y'all, yeah, because well, he was like uh, he was like he sounded like Q-Tip. I remember with and, with like nasal congestion. Yeah, and like Gorilla Black <laughs> sounded like Biggie, right? Biggie. And then, sure. like, well, we can that... take it all the way back when uh, Dana Dane sounded like Slick Rick. Yeah. Slick Rick was actually mm-hmm. from the UK. Dana Dane was like from Brooklyn. Yep. He was rapping <laughs> like this. I was like, what? And the only person who who caught shit was Action Bronson for, uh, for... something like Ghostface. <laughs> well, yeah. what about Drew Drug and Nas too? That's like, yeah, but Drew is really... a lot yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Drew Drug isn't really like on uh commercial like any level right. no like, but for catching shit for sounding like somebody a lot of people with Drew. but like, that. it's just action bronson's on tv he's like so yes. visible that people and the thing if you listen like, to action bronson talk he raps like he talks it's just what his fucking voice sounds like listen hip-hop's yeah, yeah. been around long enough that the influence of things it's no different than when eddie van halen was running shit and everybody played like eddie but with their own kind of shit to it there you get influenced by it and you might not even realize like your delivery of shit might be picking up certain aspects of guys maybe not even on you know intentionally and even like the the last like 10 years like these kids all have the same flow like when they they Mm -hmm. go on the hi-hats or those fuck it's like you know they all have the same flow and they all say yeah yeah like it's just there's so many of those and then like they all do that rap that punchline that like uh, Nicki Minaj started doing, you know, where she would like throw a word in and then it'll, like, it's interesting, but like everyone started doing yeah. it. It's like, yeah. all right, I guess like, but it, so it's funny, like what people focus on, uh, mm-hmm. but maybe most rappers or anyone that cares, they don't take those people serious, but they'll take a lyricist serious. Like, Oh, you, you can't, you know, you're on a different level. So we got to hold you to that. But like all the younger kids, it's like, yeah, you basically yeah. all sound the same. Goddamn kids. 
All right, so let's wrap right. this up. All right, yeah, let up? me give you. We're 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 yapping. We're yapping. Here's my number two. We're up to me, right? Yeah. Uh, I got dilated peoples. Worst comes to worst. Um, nice. Featuring Guru uh, Alchemist Production, uh, DJ Babu on the cuts. Um, got this beautiful guitar. Another one. I'm a sucker for when it's got the guitar in there. The uh, William Bell is who they sampled. Got to be your lover that they repeat over. And this is another one of those songs I heard so many times as like when I'd stay up to listen to Stretch and Bob and this would be on the background of someone could come in and freestyle to it or something. It was just always on, but it's like the best Primo track that Primo didn't do for me. Yeah. It's got that same encapsulation of that sound and vibe, you know, but that's mine too. So it's funny. That should have been in my top 10 and I'm looking at it. I was like, Oh, I forgot to write it down. <laughs> so, that's on my net. I can't ten. believe the lack of uh, ones Cross we've over. had. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's stuff. pretty cool. It's eighty fucking songs. But I think that's total. pretty awesome. Dilated, <laughs> dilated is great. That is their best beat. But also, like I had uh, the platform on there and work the angles, which was like mm -hmm. another mm -hmm. one. Uh, but anyway, number two for me is Jay Z. On to the next uh, oh, Swiss yeah. Beats. Uh, that is. I love that beat. It's, it's so Blueprint good. Three, right? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like uh, my second least favorite Jay Z album ever made. But it has that's um, some joints on it though. It has some really good stuff on there, yeah. and this is this is my favorite beat on there. And I don't really fuck with Swiss that much. I, I like yeah. his sound is okay, but this one in particular is just absolutely fantastic. So. Uh, all right, let's wrap. So, uh, number one, or what you have is number, number one. one drum roll, please. Um, you're the drummer. Just about. Well, I was just gonna say that how ironic that was. Five minutes uh, about five minutes ago when Josh <laughs> was talking about um the Neptunes and his their impact. Um, he he's like, what is this? Uh, right. So, my number one has that exact noise. Has you bling like the Neptune sound? It's I just want to love you. Yep, there it is, from 2000, um, <laughs> by Jay Z, produced by the Neptunes, of course, with Pharrell oh, singing man. the hook. Um, to me, that's just like, you know, I, I picked the Neptunes, the Honorables, and the top ten. Like I think they're on there like five times, but um, this to me is like the quintessential Neptunes beat. Um, just the the offbeat kind of like and then the what what Chad and Pharrell put over it and then the hooks that they put on you know he's singing the Rick James hook and I'm I don't even know if this is Jay's idea but they even got the Carl Thomas like I wish I never met her at all in there mm -hmm. which kind of makes it so clever right that's go, goes back to what I was saying about the little stuff they put in a song that you're like you're like oh did I just hear that right you know but um but yeah I just want to love you give it to me it's just like to me, the quintessential Neptune's beat, at least for now, it's just, that mm -hmm. is my favorite Neptune's beat. Um, you know, and who knows if they were in the studio, like telling Jay, or they were working together, like how you said with Snoop and, and Neptune was like, maybe you want to put stuff about like that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff, you know, like as like a rhythm, Probably. Film, you know, um, mm -hmm. the collaboration piece of it. But um, yeah, there's my number one. Cool. Uh, Josh, number one. I too went with the Neptunes and uh Brian mentioned it earlier. Grinding. Grinding, not grinding. <laughs> grinding. Um for me again, it just goes back to uh the Neptunes doing all this like shiny, crazy, spacey stuff and then just going 
hear some noises. It sounds like yep. banging on stuff, and it's just it's so legendary. Um, I actually heard an, an interview recently, and uh, um, Malice, no Malice, uh, was originally did not like that beat. So they kept getting him to the studio, like, come on, man, come on, this is going to be big. And he's like, I don't know. Like, and then he like did it. And they were like, yeah, no, it's good. And then he smashed it. Yeah, the yeah, drums dude. sound so amazing on that record. It's amazing so drums. Good, yeah. So, like, the, uh... Reverby. They actually, I think they might have been going for like a Lars St. Anger snare drum sound on that. That <laughs> shit was really. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we want that. <laughs> Get me Bob the, Rock. The subtle keyboard. That goes throughout the chorus, like doo, 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 doo. it sounds like um, like a handheld '80s game, right? Yeah, that they got to make that little tune. I'm still laughing. Like at the, I'm still yeah. laughing at the Metallica joke. Sorry, it's like uh, gotta mention them. Elements of that song on their own, just going like, I'm gonna put this and this and this and this, and it's gonna be amazing. You would just be like, no, nah, that wouldn't work. And then you put it together, and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you know, but that's kind of like what the Neptunes do, and really nobody else is. Well, shout out to like to, to the Bomb Squad too. The Bomb Squad, you know, True. always put noise in. Like yeah, it was yeah. like, yo, what is going on in these beats? It sounds like an alarm <clears throat> clock, a, a fucking siren, like fucking a gunshot. You're like, what is? Yeah. This? Uh, laying it number one. My number one is uh, Bombs Over Baghdad by Oh Cass. man. I uh, I mean this. You talk about throwing everything at the kitchen sink, man. This this track is like it has movements like a classical piece. There's like separate songs all pieced together in this. Yeah. And and being a former like drum and bass DJ, I was always hyped when somebody would use a little bit of that. It never fully took off over here like it did in England, but every now and then Red Man, I remember doing a track with Adam F. Or Method Man would fuck with that shit, like a last track remix on the end of like uh, To Cal 2000 or some shit. But this was like a drum and bass beat to me. Plus, like, and and sampling, uh, uh, you know, Stubblefield, make it funky, get on the good foot, some JB shit in there. Plus, just it's it's bananas and yeah. probably clocking in at like what, probably like a buck fifty, buck sixty BPMs or something like. Mm -hmm. It's no, nothing sounds like this. Nothing. Yeah. And I, I defy you that if you got that on in your car, man, like you are like, so I'm that, telling you, from... I, I, you know, remember, you know, me and you, you, monk, blah, blah, mm -hmm. that song, I was like, whatever. Like, you know, we were listening to it on occasion. Somebody like, you know, it was like that one thing. It's like, all right, one outcast song here and there where you had the cassette. Uh, and then years later, CMJ put out a, a CD sampler of stuff that was going on and B.O.B. was on there. And I was like, yo, what the f I'm like, it hit like a fucking bat. And I'm like, this is kind of good. It was the uh, first time. It's very was like disruptive. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it, it's mm -hmm. not it's not like. Cutter hip hop. No, and that's what I always liked. You know what I mean? Got like a fucking guitar solo. Like, I don't in it care. Too. Take that. And it's like holy shit. You know? Yeah. 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 It was pretty devastating. Uh, I cast was they were wilding on that song. So yeah, they're going crazy. All right, so I'm going to close it out with uh, Danger Doom, which was Danger Mouse and MF Doom put out a record, yeah. which you know was, I I mean we listened to that nonstop. It was, uh, 
Adult Swim, the connection that started it all. There's a song called Old School that has uh, Talib Kweli on it. And it's the combination of my worlds where it's like hip hop beat from Danger Mouse. But the sample that he took was an old Grindhouse, the the, the Grindhouse movies. Oh, wow. Like if, mm. if you listen to it, it's. Oh, the coming attractions. Yeah. With so the like, psychedelic. Yes. That's yeah, how. Yeah. So he took that beat and he fucking added that sample. And we were just like, what the fuck? And they're talking about like Sunday morning cartoons. Uh, yeah, that just became like the soundtrack. So like probably for like five years straight, like we would listen to that. And it's just from now f- when I watch any Grindhouse trailer movie or whatever, when I hear that, that's all I think. of. Now it's like the flip side of it. And it's <laughs> definitely I feel OK saying that that is probably my favorite beat of of that decade. So wow. nice. Um, cool, man. Outstanding. Yeah. This was this was a nice long one. We we, we took people to school. We, we took people to church. Uh, not the Kanye one was West one. The other, no. yeah. I'm also what? glad that um. We're not affiliated with Kanye West or R. Kelly <laughs> or anyone else mentioned. <laughs> or Metallica's um, drum sound. Metallica's drum sound. Bob Rock is not. Yeah. Does not I'm just, sign off on us. You know, in the beginning when we're I was apologizing to those that didn't make my list, but I'm glad that. The two clip singles from the Neptunes made it onto your guys' list because I don't want to go like eighty percent Neptunes on my list, but grinding and and um when when the last time I mean th- those yeah. were those were hard Sophie's choices that I had to make you know yeah well, we did good yeah. Cool. uh yeah everyone make your playlist and send it to me or not even you don't have to send it to me just just like like I'll put um I'll put the episode up let the episode ride out for like a week. And then just be like, hey, you know, the second, like if you post it a second week, just be like, hey, this is like the playlist attached to it. That way, at least if we're friends on Spotify, too, I have actually since we've been doing these and before that, even I have a playlist, soul funk samples that I've been pulling. Like every time I find an original sample of this shit, I've been making a playlist on Spotify. It's like fucking hundreds of tracks long, but cool. Hit me up, guys. Later, man. Until next time. Later. Yeah, this was right, fun. Thank you for the opportunity awesome. again. All right, guys. Later, man.